Hey, hey y'all. y'all. And welcome to the Sorry Not Sorry Generation podcast, where we bring you a not-so-healthy dose of humor and reality as we get our hands dirty with some serious nostalgia and question everything. Let's dive in. Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. It's Misty. It's Ani. And today we are rounding out the current season one episodes of Hell of a Boss. Now, I say current because we're recording at this at a time when a season two of Hell of a Boss is already underway. However, very recently they added a new episode to season one. And so we don't know if by the time, you know, future people go to listen to this, if there are more episodes to season one. I don't know if they'll add any, but if they do, we are watching episodes six, seven, and eight today. So... And eight being the newest one that was added, which I'm looking forward to having Ani listen to because one, it's visually, it's very beautiful. The music in it is fantastic. And it also has Kesha in it. So, oh, so that's really, really cool. Um, It's especially cool because for anybody who doesn't know, um, the creator of Hell of a Boss, um, uh, I think the, I don't know whether to call her by her YouTube name or to like, yeah, like I could call her Vivzy Pop and I, you know, Vivzy um, or Viv, I guess her channel originally in back way back in the day started out by making animated videos to Kesha songs. That's and, right, you told me that. Yeah, so like it's really it's a huge like full circle moment to come up with like actually having Kesha in the episodes. <laughs> um, and one of the reasons that they waited so long to release the episode is they've had it for quite a while, but Kesha, unfortunately, has been in a lot of um, legal lawsuits legal trying to get out of her yeah. contracts and stuff like that. So they couldn't release it. Um, literally, I believe it, this episode was released the day she got out of her contracts. So congratulations to her. That makes sense because I've been seeing a lot of stuff about yeah. Kesha on social media. Yeah. So congratulations to her. Um for anybody who's been listening to the series a little bit, um, and just as a heads up, we're gonna, so we're watching episode six first, and that episode six is my favorite Hell of a Boss episode. It is hands down favorite episode. I love it. It's action packed. It's like a lot of kickassery all around from everybody. Um, season uh, one episode seven is technically the finale for it. It does have like a cliffhanger situation and episode eight does kind of like pick up with that, but it's almost an adjacent slight storyline. Like it doesn't pick up directly where episode seven leaves off. So eight is the one they released because of Kesha getting out of her deal. Yes. So okay. it is, it does match well with the story, the storyline. Okay. It's just that, Episode seven is going to leave you on a little bit of a cliffhanger and episode eight does happen directly after that, but not in the way that you expected the storyline to pick back up. So um, it's all still very, very good. Um, But yeah, we're going to start with episode six, Truth Seekers, my favorite Hell of a Boss episode. I will see why it is just so action packed. It's so good. I love it so much. Uh, and everybody just like has a kick-ass moment to shine. So okay, um, and I believe this is the one where <clears throat> the animation style purposely changes during certain scenes, and it really at one point takes on like a sojo anime kawaii <laughs> like thing okay. at one point. So just be prepared if you're watching that and like, why does he look different? It's on purpose. Okay. 
Okay. I'm glad you said that. And I have a story to, about that. Uh-huh. I don't know if I, t- I probably told you because I tell you everything. But <laughs> when my friend was leaving to move to the East Coast, Mm-hmm. One of the last hangouts we had was at her apartment was we watched Midsommar. Okay. And we decided we're going to do acid. <laughs> I remember that. I do remember that. Yeah. So, you know, things usually don't affect me. All right? Uh... Like, I took it. I felt fine. I just felt very, like, um... Floaty. Not necessarily floaty, but I felt good. You know, like, okay. I was happy... I was not like giddy. I'm on the floor laughing and I can't breathe. It's just, I just feel good. You know, like not a care in the world. Okay. Hanging out, we're eating dinner. We're having our pie. We're watching this movie. I have no fucking clue what this movie's about. And she's like, well, let's watch it. I'm like, sure. Take the ass. I'm not worried about like, oh no, I'm having an acid trip because I'm seeing colors and shit in the sky. No. The entire fucking time, I'm freaking... Okay, Midsommar is one big fucking cult, all right? Like, it's it's a cult movie. I didn't know that. Like, I'm not concerned that people jumping off a cliff onto a bed of rocks and go splat because they're old and it's their time to go bye-bye. Like, I'm not worried. It's like, yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> I am... Cause I'm losing my mind. I am losing my fucking mind over the CGI flowers in her crown and her chair that are moving. And I'm like, is this the drugs or is this the movie? <laughs> like, I'm just sitting there staring at the movie going, is it the movie or is it the drugs? I can't fucking tell. And was it the movie or the drugs? It was the movie. Okay. But like, knowing that you're on hallucinogenics and you're seeing this shit and know nothing about what you're watching, I'm like, what is happening? Yeah, that would be a little freaky. So I'm glad while I am not tripping acid, uh-huh. I'm... Glad you said that the animation is different on purpose because I'd be like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. The first time <laughs> I saw it, I really had a weird moment. And I'm like, and like, it took me like a couple of seconds to register. I'm like, no, it is. Di-. Like, cause like the animation style for Hell of a Boss is really good, but mm-hmm. like, it's the changes at first kind of subtle. And you're like, is the lighting different? Did they just like really go ham on the shading? Like, expense budget for this episode mm-hmm. and then you start to get into the more and like oh no he's just dripping balls it's fine mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. but there's yeah. i think there's two i can't remember it exactly but i think there's two animation changes or animation differences at least during the hallucination scene so i know there's at least one but i can't remember if the both people have two different animation hallucinations okay. so um like if the styles are different in both i think so i think they're different in both but i'm all i remember is like one of them looks really anime-ish <laughs> like it, that's what really threw me off so um yeah so just be prepared for that a little bit and now we will watch hell of a boss episode six for season one truth seekers following graph cartoon contains graphic violence we're oh it's tv okay we're watching something it's some humans pointing at what is truly an old style TV screen. Weird FBI agents. With the, uh, what's with the New York accent? They're looking for the IMP employees. And they happen to look outside in their trash can and there they are. And they're in New York? Yeah. And Moxie's like, you are being the loudest out of all of us, uh, Blitzo. Shut up. <laughs> oh, the humans are now attacking them. 
And Millie and Luna are back in hell, Aww. but Moxie and Blitz are trapped <gasps> in the human world. Oh no, Moxie got trained! <laughs> Blitz hits the human with Moxie. <laughs> back off, you tuxedo-wearing fucks. Oh, they electrocuted them both. Oh, they tased them. Yeah, they tased Moxie and Blitz into unconsciousness. That's so mean. And Millie's pissed. Oh my god. And she's sad. They're like the cutest couple. They are. And Luna's like, I don't know how to deal this. <laughs> I don't know what that to do. That would be me. Yeah. That would be me. It's like, I, I get it, but I don't know how to help you. Please stop crying. Yeah. And uh, Millie wants uh, Luna to open the portal back up again. And Luna says no, because for once, Blitz was being super serious. And Luna <laughs> I love how Luna... Luna... <laughs> I love how Luna just picks her up. She's like, wait, wait. Sniff, sniff. Yep. That Luna way. took on her human disguise, grabbed Blitz's <laughs> emergency bag, and now the girls are off to save the boys. They've tied their tails to a cannonball. He's I've been, been strapped, strapped nipple, nipple first. first to a car battery. Yeah. Blitzo is quite the kinky one. I mean, I guess when. Shit, what's his name? Moxie? No, their boss. No, oh, Blitz. No, their boss. Stolas. Stolas, thank you. I was going to say Silence. I'm like, I've been playing Horizon for too long. <laughs> yeah, I guess when Stolas is your quote unquote oh my God. daddy. Do you hear Moxie's coffee order? No. Like, his coffee order. Oh, God. Okay. Um, Please rewind so we can. I will try and like read it. I don't know how well it'll go as he says it because he says it very quickly, but we'll see how it goes. But they're going to order coffee. I'm going to try and read it as I said it. Neapolitan cappuccino with more caffeine than chino and make sure it has four ounces of milk with the beans and won't have the right texture otherwise and make sure they spell his name correctly as they always the put Foxy or Roxy. Soy milk with two blonde shots. Hang on, I got lost somewhere in there. Like, shit. Hang on. Hang on. And if you can't handle that, I'll have a Vindi traditional misto. Please use soy milk with two blonde shots of affogato and ristretto. And I'd also love three vanilla pumps at the very bottom and then add coffee after. <laughs> I don't know what's worse, the order or the fact that I can make that. <laughs> Physical torture, psychological torture, which one? Because I think Moxie is making a point to be as annoying as possible. <laughs> And they're like, are you using physical torture or psychological torture? Mm. Physical, you run the risk of us just telling you anything to get out of it. And psychological, you run the risk of us just lying to you. And then Blitz is just like, and you run the risk of me liking it too much. <laughs> Again, when Solus is your daddy. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you haven't confirmed what we are. What, what are, are you? you? I'm a Virgo. <laughs> And they're freaking the human agents out just by being kinky. They're just like, oh, you think we'd like it? I bet we'll like it, daddy. <laughs> I know the shit you're into. I love how the subtitles what? just spell kinky wrong every time. Every time. They have not spelled kinky correctly. Why are these human agents so, like... Stupid? I mean, they're human, but... Valid. So, like, appalled about kink? I don't know. I have no idea. See, now the girls are working together to break into the uh, 
human agency and doing a pretty kick-ass job at it so far. Until someone notices them on the camera. And Luna has a giant axe. I think that's very important. <laughs> They're just... Why are Blitzo and, Mo- and Moxie Mo- usually the ones out doing shit when Millie and Millie Luna is are? Just a one-woman army, and they almost never let Luna in the field. And yet she's pretty kick-ass. I mean, she's not on Mo- on Millie's level, but yeah, but she's still really good. So <laughs> I love how Blitzo just slowly mm. taking his tongue out. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, like, Blitz and Moxie just seem like they're having fun. Demons want to play games. And the humans are going to drop Truth Bomb. With Truth Bomb. <laughs> it would take a roided up hippo to take down Millie when she's upset. I mean, I don't think he's wrong, to be fair. Somebody captured her man like shit. Blitz is like, I was just very honest right now and I don't like him. There must be something wrong with me. No, don't ask me something specific I would normally tell you. <laughs> does so Millie does Millie ever peg you? Sometimes. And he immediately answers. <coughs> like, yeah, no, that's a that's a true serum. You have shitty taste in music. Oh, Moxie's ultimate betrayal, telling him you don't like a musical that he recommended to you. And now they're both sobbing over music. Oh, the hallucinations have begun. Moxie's starting. So you can see the one of the animations Slightly starting changing, to change. Yeah. yeah. What's that music? There's <laughs> no prank, bitch. And in Moxie's hallucination, like he's hallucinating Blitzo, like Phantom of the Opera style, like playing an organ. Yes, bitch. <laughs> First of all, fuck you. Fuck you. This is like all your fault. Oh yeah, and then Blitz is the hallucination. But you notice he's hallucinating. He's in his uh, childhood clown costume. Ah yes, and, and he's getting blood thrown he? over him. I don't really know. He's getting blood and all kinds of stuff thrown over him. Moxie's a two D pencil like drawing. children's drawing, <laughs> speaking Satan's plain English. <laughs> I love how Moxie's uh, animation is go- is switching between um, the child like two D crayon and the regular. Yeah, Moxie's hallucination is all elegant and music and candles and honestly, Blitz's is kind of freaky. It's Blitz. Yeah, I mean that's fair, but like it's, I mean, it's freaky in like a horrifying way because like I don't know what those ink demon creature swirlies are supposed to be, but like. Moxie's hallucination is him just like calling out Blitz for his stupidity, but also Blitz's hallucination is Moxie calling him out for shit. Like both of their hallucinations are targeting Blitz. I mean, isn't Blitz just incompetent in general? And I think that's his fear is that he's worth nothing. Like that's Blitz's biggest fear is that he's just worthless. Especially as you look at who's at the end of his golden staircase. Stolen! Why am I attracted to a cartoon? That's my entire life watching anime, so don't even get me started. That's a whole other episode. At least anime, they're people. Like, for the most part. Solus is a bird demon, and I think he's hot. I mean, like, would I date Blitz? Yeah. It would be a terrible choice in so many ways, yeah. But I would. 
I mean, like, I can't explain it. I just, you give it, it's animation and that's just all there is. But see, Blitz's biggest fear is that he's not worth anything, but especially he's not worthy of Stolas. Stolas. He's covered in gold feathers and back I really to Moxie's phantom. I really think the animation style from uh, Moxie's hallucination is very pretty, but it throws me off so much when you see it. It's just like it doesn't match. But it is very pretty. I like it a lot. But I'm glad this isn't their animation style all the time. Yeah. I like their original animation style a lot. And now they're reconciling. And like Moxie's hallucination ends with them being friends. Blitz's hallucination ends with basically Blitz destroying himself. I think it says a lot about Moxie's regard for Blitz and Blitz's regard for himself. Look at that anime eye shine. I know. Like it's so shiny. Nope, back to the girls. Only one number is worn out. (laughs) (laughs) To get into this room is just one repetitively. And their agency is called Dorks. Oh, the hallucination's over. (laughs) Do you remember what you said to me? No. It's like, do you remember what you said the first day we worked together? You care too much about everyone big except for me because my opinion's correct. You kill good. Oh, they had a character growth moment together. Thanks, Sarah. Use my name. And now Millie's come to kick a bunch of ass. How'd you get here by yourself? <laughs> uh, I'm not. And Blitz is just freaking the fuck out because his daughter's in immediate harm's way. <laughs> and he's like, Looney! It's like, I'm sorry, Blitz. You give Moxie shit for constantly worrying about Millie when she's right next to him because it's his wife. Hmm. And you think it's pathetic, but as soon as your daughter is, is outside of hell... Yeah, you get really, really worried. Yeah. He's a good dad. And look, she saves his life just now. Because I got to admit, like, Luna grabbing that scythe, like, as it goes by is really a cool moment. And I like Luna's badass. And I like the fact that they actually let it show here. Yeah. They haven't really let Luna do a lot before this episode. Moxie. I'm sorry, Millie. Millie is. Is a one-woman killing machine. Yeah. And I like how they give both girls, like, separate instances of just being able to kick a bunch of ass. Blitz took a selfie before he killed a guy. <laughs> but I think this episode really highlights how good their teamwork is, too. Like, yeah. Blitz and Luna fight together really well, too. Even though you probably get the assumption that they haven't done a lot of that. <laughs> Blitz is like, like, I'm so proud of you, Looney. So she bites a guy's head off. She's like, don't touch me. <laughs> Hi, boss. Hang on. And Blitz is just there being super supportive. He's like, does anybody need anything? A gun, some water? Sure. I think one of the things I think one of the things <laughs> I like about this episode so much is how much it highlights their teamwork. And like they do actually work really well and they're good at what they do. Oh yeah. And like I love how the just the dynamics for all of them are so prominent in this episode. How are these two still alive? Who knows, in all honesty. I like how the, the agent, though, is like, why are we only using weapons from the Japan's Edo period? Like, no, they don't have guns. They all just walk around with a katana. The agents are There are four in this room. How are these two still alive? Well, the question is, is all of the doors are closed. Where are all of these human agents coming from? That too. My dick. <laughs> He's holding the world's biggest pussy destroyer. And the bomb is a pussy destroyer. Uh-huh. And the agents are still alive and they hit the big red emergency button. 
Now this scene is my other favorite scene and you're about to see why. So now the our group is all trapped and they can't get out because they can't read the spell book. So now they're all trapped in this human agent's agency office. But if Luna's a wolf, doesn't she have night I don't vision? think dogs can see in red and the only light is oh. red. Something's happening. What's going on? Uh-oh. You should really watch the background in this because that's where it's, you start to see shit. It's stoleless. <laughs> but watch, you see his real form. I'm part of it anyway. Oh. Uh-oh, somebody's possessed the dead bodies. Somebody's head can spin. Solus is so sweet and cute. Right up until he possesses everyone and uses their own blood to make a summoning circle for himself. Because you messed with his boyfriend. You really think, Blitz, that you're not worthy? And for just a moment, we see what Solus really looks like. <laughs> that is why he is who he is <laughs> and he's so concerned about blitz he's like are you okay are you fine how did you get caught <laughs> he's like if you get caught i get caught now knock it off because the book is his right yeah it's his book it's like luckily for you like most humans don't believe in these demon obsessed lunatics and like he doesn't even have to read the book to open a portal he just like snaps his fingers and a portal opens right <laughs> I, I need some i would like some kind of you know thank you you want me to fuck your brains out yes <laughs> and then they just walk through the portal and make out and traumatize some agents <laughs> And the agents say they now finally have the agent of uh, the uh, evidence they need to be taken seriously. Really? You couldn't, like, Stolas couldn't have, like, wiped the feed? Come on. Yeah. In all honesty, though, who would believe them? Like, yes, like, yeah, you're, you know, your animation and your makeup artists are really good. Like, if somebody showed me a video like that, I'd be like, yeah, okay, I've seen a movie before. <laughs> like, I've seen a movie before. I've seen movies that are really good and really shitty. Like your your movie doesn't surprise me. Sorry. So that is there's my something seriously fucked up with us. Oh yeah. Like there's uh that is my favorite of the Hell of a Boss episodes. It's really really good. I just love all of the fighting and the action and like the team dynamics and I love Stolas just being an absolute badass because like he comes across as such a pushover. But then you realize, oh, yeah, he's like this super ultimate mega powerful being. And like, you just forget it because he's just he has so many problems. Like poor Stolas has so many problems. I love Stolas. I do, too. So much. He's such a good boy. So. All right. And right. so now the uh, Hell of a Boss uh, episode seven, which is like it's labeled finale, but we know it's like not, not. the final finale. Uh, I believe the original statement was that it was supposed to be part one of two parts and they just ended up not going in the direction that they had originally planned for part two. So that's why they didn't do it. And then uh, eventually we got episode eight out of it. So we're going to watch episode seven, um, which is called Aussies. All right. And this is the episode that makes me sad. Oh, yeah. Why? Why? Why am I sad? Don't tell me sad. It makes me sad. Because it makes me sad. 
it's not even a very long episode either. It's one of the shorter ones and only 16, uh, uh, 16 minutes, something like that. It starts off with everybody in the office and Luna, who is drinking in the office and accidentally opens a portal to bring the group back. And they're killing lumberjacks. Yeah. And they, for some reason, took the tree with them. Don't you dare take. Oh, <laughs> Billy <laughs> and Lucky's one year anniversary. Well, their marriage anniversary. We're going to Aussies. Yeah. This is in one of the other rings of hell. Apparently, it's very illustrious and hard to get into. No. Blitz is like, yeah, let me go with you on your date. For your wedding anniversary. No. Explicitly without you. It's like, I'm going with you. That's not a question. I'm going with you. (laughs) And Luna is just still sitting there, like, not doing anything. She does not care. Elevator oh, and they take six, an elevator to the different layers of hell. Six 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 schedule. Yes, of course. Oh, he looks so nice in his little tugs. Uh huh. And Millie's got like a cute little dress on, and Blitz is stalking them. Why? Oh, Looney he has Luna's poo. number as Looney Pooh. He's just stalking Moxie and Millie on their date. I'm not really scary. sure why he does that though. Like, does he have a thing know. for Blitz? <laughs> Sorry, Moxie. Oh my God. I don't think so. I just think he doesn't like being left out. Yeah. More Asmodeus. than anything. I love how you get pulled away with by your tail. Uh-huh. And you're not allowed in the Aussies without a date. Or a reservation. And he tries flirting and gets thrown in a trash can. Why doesn't he just ask Stolis? He's working up to that. But do you notice his jacket has changed? Because he's off duty. So oh, yeah. He's got a jacket with like all these little spikes and stuff. And Stolas is sitting half-dressed in his pajamas, eating cereal, being super depressed. Why are you depressed, Stolas? Because his marriage is over. Well. A hella novella. novella. I love how his cereal is Sailor Moon themed. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Why won't you love me, Alejandro? (laughs) He almost chokes on his cereal to get to the wrong (laughs) when he sees his blitz calling. He's like, let's like, you want to do something? Why is Blitz so like, like against asking him out on a date? Like, you're fuck buddies. Blitz is super insecure and he doesn't think he's worthy of Stolas, but he keeps that locked Bruh. in tight. Yeah, and he doesn't Blitzo, think he's- Yeah. Your big bad demon daddy came to save you. But he has zero sense of self-worth. Like, he has actually no sense of self-worth. And he also knows how to stick his fucking foot in his mouth because the first thing he says to Stolas is like, "That's a little wow, much. you're a little overdressed. <laughs> and I'm not sure whether or not that's just because of like, he thinks Stolas is overdressed or because he thinks that he himself is underdressed to stand next to Stolas, whose cape is literally looks like the universe. <laughs> and Blitz flips off the guy who like wouldn't let him in in the first place. Stolas, have you never been to Aussies before? Like, no. it's a fancy smancy place. Oh my god, they put books on the chair so Blitz can see over it. <laughs> and he's busy looking through binoculars at, uh, for Moxie there, and Millie. And the second table we flanned on is a demon getting head. Yeah. <laughs> you okay over there, Bobby? 
I wasn't expecting the waiter to come up and ask if they can get them off. <laughs> I do. I will admit the first time I watched this episode, I do not remember that happening. So <laughs> I, I don't remember that. So, and Stullis is so uncomfortable and nervous. And he's asking Why? how Blitz what? killed the, the last people he killed. And Blitz is like, I don't know. Blitz, I guess. Like, what the fuck are you asking me for? I don't understand their dynamic. Like, Stolas is your big bad daddy. You like each other. And yet but you're like, both awkward around each other. But in bed, though, Blitz is the one who's in control. <laughs> like, Stolas is a sugar daddy, but yet he's a sub. Okay. So they have a very odd dynamic. This is the other version of Fizzarali. There was the first one that we saw in the Lululand episode that was all like debunked and stuff like that. That's a knockoff version of this Fizzarali who knows Blitz from their clowning days together. And Stolas is super uncomfortable because Osmodius is here. And that's one of the king, like the leaders of the different layers of hell. Oh, and also one of Blitz's exes is also here, which just makes it more uncomfortable. Was that the, the, the chick? The Veronica Mayday, yeah. yeah. And I'm not sure whether or not it's canon if Fizz and Blitz were together or not. I think so at one point. And, like, Blitz is just trying to hide. Now, are demons of hell not supposed to go to other realms of hell? Like, I'm not really sure because I think most of, like, the lore and canon from this kind of stuff comes from what the creator puts on Twitter. And I don't I don't use Twitter, so it's just what I've picked up off of, uh, like, reading through, like, Instagram and Pinterest and stuff like that. So I know there's some kind of limitation about whether or not they can travel through the different levels, but I don't know a whole lot about it, so. Okay. But why is Blitz enough? Oh my god, why is Stolas worried that Osmodius will see him? Because he's here on a date with an imp. Mm. Yeah. And I also imagine there's a lot of controversy and things happening around the fact that uh, Stolas is getting a divorce. So I don't really know a whole lot about that. But that's one of the things that pisses me off a little bit about Stolas is that he goes on this date, like super excited to be on the date with Blitz. However, he then gets embarrassed that he's there with, with Blitz when people yeah. of his own station are seeing him. And like Blitz is super embarrassed because Vizarali is there and like another one of his exes, Veronica Mayday, is there. And he might get caught by the fact that, you know, like he's here stalking, stalking and, Millie, and Millie instead of like actually here on a date with Stullis. But at the same time, Osmodius, who it's way above Blitz in the hierarchy station, uh, because I think M's are the either the lowest or the second lowest class uh, in Hell, and even human sinners who die are in a class above Imps, and like they're from Hell. Yeah, there's a there's a um, she actually wrote it out, Han, because uh, she did an actual thing where she tells you who, so. At the top, obviously, is Lucifer. And then there's kind of like, 
I, I didn't want I haven't watched Has Been Hotel, but two of the characters that are in it called Charlie and Lilith. They're the next ones after Lucifer. Then it's the Seven Deadly Sins, and then it's the Goetia families of Stolas. Then it's the Overlords, and then it's Sinners, then it's Hellborn, so like um Fizzarali and Veronica Mayday, and then it's imps and hellhounds, and they're the last level. So is Luna a hellhound? Or yeah. is she a hellborn? Okay. She's a hell uh, she's a hellhound. So Luna and Blitz, Moxie, and Millie are the lowest class of ha- inhabitants of hell. And then like Veronica Mayday and Fizzarali are above them. And then I think there's Blitz is at the bottom and one, two, three, four levels up is Stolas. So this is a like it wasn't a big thing that like blitz and veronica mayday dated because those are separated by like one class but this one with him dating stullis it would be really just like hey you're dating the future king of england and it's just like oh okay a little bit of a class difference there you know so but yeah there's a huge class difference between him and stullis and if you don't know that it's not as obvious as to why this is so awkward but I happened to have come across that chart at one point and I was like, oh, yeah, that's a that's a pretty big difference. Yeah. So it's very uncomfortable. I'm not going to like where this is going to go, is it? No, no. This whole episode makes me unhappy. <laughs> not in a bad, like, it's not that it's a, like in any way due to anything that was created about it with story or anything like that. It, or like I should say the, the storytelling of it, because it, it is a good story. And in all honesty, it addresses some issues that Blitz and uh, Stolas really have. But it just makes me sad because I just, I love them both so much and I want them to be happy forever. And it just, so you're going to, you're going to find out. So Moxie has come to what is essentially a sex bar with his wife. And he has decided to sing a love ballad. It is so against the theme for this. <laughs> it's Everyone's so, like. It's so eh. cheesy. I mean, Millie's enjoying it, but like. Millie's head over heels right now. I mean, she loves her man, so. Like. But like, this is a, a sex bar. And you are singing a, a deep love ballad. And he is getting interrupted. It's like you are literally in the lair of lust. And you're singing a love ballad. And we meet Osmodius. The embodiment of lust. I'm not really sure what he's supposed to be, to be honest with you. Like some kind of bird is my assumption, but... I'm getting voodoo vibes from Osmodius. Some kind of weird voodoo bird. Because he's got feathers, so... Busted at the circle. It looks like a voodoo sigil. Yeah. How is it that Ooh. these two, Moxie and Millie, uh-huh. have a real loving relationship, and yet us in the real world can't find jack shit? Moxie and Millie have such a healthy, good, strong relationship. It's ridiculous. It's not fair. It's not. And the music in this show i love the music in this in this whole series but like i don't and i like the fact that they make moxie and millie like a strong good genuine relationship and they don't even have issues of like they never address like cheating issues or like any of those other stuff like moxie's not over there getting like flirting with other people on purpose and, and you know and neither is millie and there's none of that bullshit 
Oh, Blitz doesn't like the fact that they're picking on Moxie, so he tries to interrupt and, like, defend him, and it just backfires so, so hard. Uh-oh. Verasica Mayday. With just X's all over her tits. Yeah, she needs some clothes, I think. I mean, I guess it makes sense that she's in Asmodeus. Yeah. His club. And interestingly enough, Blitz uh, stood up for Moxie, but I don't see Stolas standing up for Blitz. Oh, and they're wonder... really dogging on uh, Stolas. You had a smoking ex-wife. Why is divorce such like a thing when like this is hell? Like, why? Do, why is it what? Why is divorce such a big deal? Like, this is hell. You're. I think the bigger deal is the fact that he left all of that. You know, like that he's he has a highborn wife and like he has a daughter and like they had the dynasty. You know, was moving forward and everything, and Stolas kind of threw it all away for an imp. Mm. And they, you notice, like when they go to call him out for it, they call Stolas out for it, and he's like they put Blitz in front of him instead of saying anything. Uh, Stolas just takes a menu and puts it in front of his face. <sighs> and you can tell like Blitz is sitting there and that expression on his face too as he's looking at Stolas in that moment and it just looks like he's in so much pain and he hurts so much and he's looking at Stolas for that confirmation for Stolas to say something or do anything and Stolas just puts a menu in front of his face. And just like, oh, replay that like moment for a second. Stole is why why? I, I loved you. Uh, like look at this moment. Get it on. And they're calling him out for sleeping with an M. Who cares? Oh I don't know why they do, but who and Millie's pissed. She just steps on Visarali. She's like, my husband was singing? Shut the fuck up. To me? <laughs> she destroys Miserale. <laughs> <laughs> They're so cute in her. Oh my god. I love the fact that they just have a genuine solid relationship. Like an actual real relationship. Oh yeah, and Fizzarali and Osmodius are together. And isn't Fizzarali an imp? No, no, Fizzarali is Yeah, he's the next level up. He's a Hellborn. Hellborn. When Stolas is reaching out towards Blitz. <laughs> stole is you have to try to touch him and he's just like uh we no. should leave <laughs> just like after all of that we should just we should leave such a this is such a happy display it sickens like, me get, get out, the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> just like you need to fucking leave like right now it's like your, your love cute shit doesn't belong in my lust club go out go no away. it's just like this is literally a sex-based club you need to get the fuck out with all your true love bullshit this is for people here who are are horny and don't care, not for people who are experiencing true love. But now, just Blitz is so unhappy, and Stolas is so unhappy, and they're just both so unhappy, and it just makes me unhappy that they're unhappy. And Stolas, who could have teleported himself home, decided to ride with Blitz. He's like, I, I had a good time. No, you didn't. You want to talk to him? About what? About how you... I mean, you can see where the miscommunication is. Oh my god, it makes me so mad. Because, like, like Solis is making a genuine effort to try and repair what happened because he's trying to reach out and be like, look, we could 
talk. You know, we don't have to do anything else. We can just talk. But Blitz is being defensive because he's like, you make it very clear that the only thing you ever want is sex. And you make that clear every time we do this. So, like, I think they're just just missing each other each time. And it's just, they're not connecting. And despite the fact that Blitz is unhappy because he's, it's been made very clear to him that he is not good enough for Stolas and that all Stolas wants from him is sex. But Stolas is trying to reach out because he genuinely wants to spend time with Blitz, but it's just not coming across very well. It just makes me so <laughs> Really felt that way he would not have put that menu in front of his face. That's true. And like he's dealing with an entirely new situation though of like true. trying to figure out what to do because he's finally for the first time in his life purposely trying to be independent and like not conforming to all the expectations that the people have for him. And in the face of people who are of his class telling him and like kind of dogging on him for the fact that he's dating an imp, he doesn't know what to do like it was one thing when it was his wife who he hates yelling at him yeah. about it but it's different when it's literally he's probably encountering one of the like fears that his wife put into him of just like you know you're of what you're doing she probably screamed at him like all the time about fucking an imp you know and like yeah. getting below your class and everything like that and then he just doesn't know what to do now should he have stood up for blitz absolutely like if blitz can make an ass out of himself to stand up for moxie in that moment then stolas should have been able to stand up for the guy he was on a date with especially yeah. for one that he's been sleeping with and seeing for so long and when he went to the mortal world to like scare the shit rescue out of the bunch of humans yeah to rescue him but in the face of his own peer group can't do it and like i understand it because stolas is having such a hard time just like figuring out his own footing let alone having a solid enough footing to like stand up for somebody else too but at the same time like it's just confirming every horrible thing blitz already thinks about himself yeah and it's just making it worse and they're just making they're both just making it worse and it's just it hurts it just hurts like, so much i know that we all hate the miscommunication trope mm -hmm. i don't hate it as much as the rest of you do <laughs> that's a cardinal trope sin in my book <laughs> you hate it Aaron hates it Jessica hates it I don't like it mm -hmm. but like I can go with it yeah like it, it adds to the story the conflict or whatever okay cool because yeah. then the makeup sex is going to be even better cool I like reading the miscommunication trope I don't yeah. like seeing it yeah that's fair like when it comes to the miscommunication thing i think it's one thing if it's like something easy to misunderstand like especially if you're taking something out of context like what you heard and it turns out like let's look at shrek and like fiona is talking to like donkey about her being an ogre and like shrek hears her talking about an ogre but thinks he thinks she's about, about him, him and not about herself yeah. like that's fine i think that's narratively i think that works i think it's fine it's a miscommunication thing but it, it works in that moment it's the stupid stuff of like if you literally like she's freaking out because she thinks he's cheating on her because he was like where somewhere else that he wasn't supposed to be or like wasn't exactly where he said to be but if you would have just asked the answer of like hey yeah he stopped to go get gas in the car would have been really simple you know and like i hate when it's stupid little shit like that when it could have just been solved by just you asking now blitz and stolas's issue isn't solved just by asking it's solved no, it's by deep 
deep conversations and a lot of therapy. Um, but like, it's the stupid little things when you could have just asked and it's usually just like, Oh yeah, well I was, that's where I was, or I was here or, you know, Oh no, that's, I didn't say that. Or just, just something stupid like that. That's when it really just drives me up a wall, especially when like the person who misheard immediately just assumes it goes from like zero to 100 and just like fucks up everything because they just didn't ask a simple question and it's just like okay but real people would question things and like ask questions actually you know be like excuse me what did you just say yeah or like (laughs) confront the person about it and then you get like 10 chapters later they get into a heated argument about it and then one of you feels real fucking stupid because if you'd have just asked a basic fucking question we wouldn't have been through this and now everything's on fire so yeah. that's the kind of miscommunication that drives me nuts. This, I that, think that's fair. But it, like, I get it that Stolis is right. Yeah. Balancing a very, I don't want to say fragile, but like, you know, very tipito. Yeah. Situation. A very unstable, like new yeah. situation for him. And like, he's, he's having to deal with a lot of his own personal issues too, of just trying to be for the first time independent and it's not working all that well. And he's dealing, I mean, he's going through, he was in an abusive relationship and then he like was, had to stand on his own two feet for the very first time and like get a backbone and divorce her. And now he's trying to find his own happiness, but he's facing a lot of criticism and then he's got a daughter to worry about, not to mention all the duties he must have. And then Blitz just, with every hesitation Stolas has, it just reconfirms what Blitz already feels about himself. Blitz has like not zero self confidence. Yeah, like he puts forward like this badass like persona, but inside Blitz just feels like he is he nothing. Is worth nothing, and it. I think it really shows like in this episode. I think you, we saw it in the last episode too with like Blitz's with hallucination. With the bomb and yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I think it really comes to the fore in this episode. So, oh, which is Blitzo, a lot of really- you. We do. We love Blitzo. Like, I think we, we've really deep dived into a, into a show that is less than 17 minutes long, but it's worth it because it's good. It is good. Blitz just hmm. drives away and Stolas looks so sad and Blitz sounds so heartbroken. Oh, Stolas crying. And he was just sitting on the stairs. Blitz and not Blitz. God damn it. Stolas, go after him. And he leaves a Luna leaves a note that says that she was invited to a party by that other hellhound she had met a couple episodes ago. Yeah. And uh that's where she is. Okay, I am going to pause it and rewind it just a little bit so you can really look at these photos. These are the pictures of of, uh, Blitz, and they're going further and further back in time as he does it. And the very last one of him, his sister, and his mom. That's who that was. Okay. Uh Uh-huh, that's his mom. Now, are we, are are they dead? Do we not talk to them? What happened to them? I don't think the mom is alive anymore. The sister's in jail, so... Um, but that note that Luna leaves too is important for the next episode. Okay. So Blitz goes home. He lays on his couch. His little lock screen is all of them together too, which is cute. Also, look at the plant in the corner. Like just (laughs) eyeballs. It's just like, okay. There's him and Stolas is the first photo. And then him and Moxie and Millie getting Boba, Boba, which is cute. 
It's nice to know there's Boba in hell. And then it looks like him and Moxie starting the IMP the M- business. And him adopting Luna, and she looks so unhappy about it. <laughs> uh, and then him when he was dating Veronica Mayday. Or Veronica Mayday. Why do you still have that picture, sir? I mean, I've got photos like saved onto my Google Drive that are really old, so... Okay, but of not of your exes. I mean, that's valid, so... I, uh, I, I mean, I've got some really old photos, but I don't have any exes, so <laughs> that's mm-hmm. fine. And then he has one of him and Fizzarelli. I don't know what kind of. I'm guessing those are braces on his teeth. Is aren't they cute? <laughs> He's got little knots on his teeth to make it look like braces, and you can tell that just they're so much younger. I'm assuming they're teenagers in this, probably. So, and then that's him, and I guess the Aww. other Fizzarelli, like when they were when they were just kids, or maybe that's Barbie. That might be Barbie, because which is his sister. Oh, Barbie Wire. So it's like barbed Barbie wire. wire. Yeah, I think that might be his sister. Or that, yeah, that one's Barbie. Yeah, and that's him and his mom. And I believe that necklace that his mom is wearing is the one that Blitz wears. Like on when he's wearing his work suit, like there's a little uh-huh. skull right there. I believe that's Aww. hers. But that so the other photo must have been a younger Fizzarelli or Fizzarelli. the one from the other one. The the one from. Uh, the Ooh, knockoff land. are all yeah. Yeah. So, and then this one here, this is Barbie Wire, and that's his sister. So. Aww. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what's up with his mom. Like, I'm assuming she's gone, but I know his dad's a piece of shit, though. His dad's and that's where it is. Uh-huh. That's so sad. Yeah, and for the longest time, that was the season one finale. And it's just like, uh, what? What do you mean? Well, you get, and then, like, it was so long between the episodes. You just wanted to sob. I'm like, no, they have to be together. What's happening? So that was the original finale for the show. And it has 28 million views. And it was only released a year ago. So, yeah. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. Lots and lots and lots and lots of, of views for that. So, but i i love this series i like it so much and like i love the backstory it creates but also just in 16 minutes and 48 seconds they create so much character growth and relationship development between stolas and blitz and like they're not even together in the whole episode they're like together for half the episode and you do so much character like development and i'm just like but i'm so ready for the for the next one but Viv just knows how to hit you, like, in the feels. Just, like, right right in the fucking feels. That's a sign of a good writer. That is true. That is, is very, very good. One of these days we'll have to watch um, Has Been Hotel, which I think yes. is only one episode. So I have uh, I have been told that Has Been Hotel is... I've been told it's really, really right? good. Yeah. So I've heard wonderful things about it. Um, I haven't seen it, but I have one of the songs on it. Uh, yes. On my Spotify playlist, so which I think is called "Insane." Um, I've heard the song. Yeah, it's a really, really good song. I think I heard that before I watched this. Before I watched uh, "Hotel" or uh, "Hell of a Boss," I haven't seen "Hotel." It has been "Hotel," yeah. So, all right. So the next episode is the last one in season one, and it is "Queen Bee," and this is the episode that Kesha's in. There's a lot 
of music in this one. I will tell you, there's a lot. And it's it's not bad in any stretch of the imagination. It's a damn good song, but it is a full song, not just like part of a song. I'm ready. So we starting the episode with Luna going to that party that she left a note to uh, Blizz about, Blitzo about. And she's so nervous because holy fuck, it's a mansion. There's a lot of color. She's on, I don't remember. I think she's on the, uh, she's on the level of gluttony. That's where she's at. And she has a massive crush on this dude, Tex. Oh, yeah. Didn't he say that he got a girlfriend? Yep, and you're about to meet her because she's Kesha. Having a hellhound party. And <laughs> there's a hellhound poodle. Stop trying to make fetch happen. No. Lunatic Luna. That, yeah? Yeah. God. She's got her tail wrapped around her. She's so shy. <laughs> And Luna has really bad anger management problems. It's bitches like this that make me want to just bite yeah. their heads off. Oh, my dog. And you're not allowed to say bitch to a hellhound, I guess. I guess it's a pretty big problem. Why not? Because I guess that's like a slur for them, so. But someone just said, how are my dirty bitches doing tonight? I have no idea. But I guess Luna's not allowed to say it, so. And we're meeting Queen Bee. Cotton Candy begins play. I really love her character design. Oh my god, it's got such Kesha energy. I love it. Uh huh. It's got like old school Kesha energy, yeah. though. And I love it. So much of the other hellhounds just show up in Luna's peripheral, like, ah. Uh huh. The song is really good. I like it. Um, She is. The leader of gluttony, of the level of gluttony. So she and Osmodius are on the same level. Okay. And yet, she doesn't have any issues with the fact that she's dating a hellhound. I think it's because everyone knows how, like, to the, to the script or whatever that, like, yeah. Solus has been. Yeah. So it's just giving him shit for it. And, like, she's gluttony. She can have whatever she wants. And she's also looks like, well, she looks like a fox, to be fair. Yeah. Like, maybe not a, a hellhound, but she looks like a fox, so people are probably less surprised by it. And Luna just looks uncomfortable in front of this, Tex. what is truly a gorgeous woman. <laughs> and she's just like, oh yeah, I can't compete with that. <laughs> she just makes everything, like, double the size. Uh-huh. You hungry? Makes a taco, like, four times like, the size. Are you thirsty? Here, let me mega-size this cocktail and you can swim in it. And Luna just looks so uncomfortable. God, can you imagine me like you fucking reach out to Kesha and be like, you want to sing this song in my show? Right. I just, I wonder if Viv wrote the song or if Kesha did. That's a good question. You notice how many arms she has too? She's like a fox that's also like a bee. Like a, a fox bumblebee. And Luna's just so not happy. She's covered in cotton candy. She's so unhappy vortex i have a rainbow in my <laughs> vagina right now because of all of the glitter kesha and vivzy co-wrote the song oh that's cute though i'm high on all this tasty energy and like luna is just taking offense to absolutely everything oh i couldn't convince belphegor to let you let, let her break. have some of the party drugs yeah uh, <laughs> and Luna's just like uh, she's really good looking can't compete with that 
Aww. She's like, first, you remind me of the first time I saw Satan without a shirt on and Tex looks like, excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> and his girlfriend's just like, and he was hot as hell. And it's just like, I mean, Lucifer was supposed to be one of the best looking angels, I guess. So. Tear it, fuck it up. She's like, I, I don't know how to act to people being nice to me. To be entirely fair, the pure awkwardness that is Luna and the immediate defensiveness, that would be me if you took me to a party, causing more problems than anything else. <laughs> like, this is why I don't go to parties and you shouldn't take me. See, that's another thing. You wouldn't like me after a drink. I've never done that, but I can guarantee it wouldn't go well. Probably end in a fight. <laughs> Of some sort. Blitz is blitzed out on a couch Blitz on ice cream. And Luna's calling him because she needs a ride home from a party, and he's just like dad vibes right now. And she's waiting for her ride, and Blitz runs over a plant. The always silent. And these party people recognize Blitz. Show us all up again. And Blitz is so <laughs> mad somebody's hitting on her. Party next to you wants us to leave. Now she's trying to convince Blitz to stay, and he now wants to go instead of her. Maybe one drink. Like, fine, one drink, and now he's just doing a keg stand. Blitz! Like, it's one drink, it's just one whole keg. All right, now the fucking poodle needs to, like, stop. Yeah, Blitz is going to challenge this uh, Queen Bee to a drinking contest, and she is literally the queen of gluttony. This. And this is directly after the last episode. It's the same night. So after his terrible yeah. date with Stella. And nobody's managed to beat Queen Bee yet. At her own so, game. Yep. And Luna's just cheering Blitz on. She's like, fuck her up. Fuck her up. <laughs> like, Luna, you know it's a drinking contest, right? Not a, not a fight. Yep. I'm pretty sure she could kick your dad's ass. She is the queen of gluttony. Just just so everybody's on the same page there, Looney. He just rips the whole top off and just drinks it. Aw, she screams, that's my dad. I haven't had a first in a while. And she's like, that was magical. <laughs> she's like, that was that amazing. Was I took my hat to you, imp boy. And now Stolas is starting to feel good about himself again. Don't, don't pick him up. He's going to puke. And now Queen Bee and Tex are kind of looking at each other like, there's something wrong here. Your dad guy, dude. He's a mess. And they're like, um, is he okay? Maybe you should check on him. And they're like, he's always a mess. Queen Bee's like, I know what being a mess and being fucked up is and having a good time. And I know what being a mess and causing trouble on purpose is. Yeah. And like Luna's just like, you don't get to pretend that you know him better than I do. But she's, and the queen bees is like, she's like, I, I know what it looks like when somebody's having like a bad trip and he's not okay. You need to do your duty as his daughter and go check on him. I got a little spicy there. And she apologizes to Tex, uh, the Queen Bee does, and she's like, sorry, I got a little out of control when I went. Blitz, right? Oh, giant. The fuck is your name again? Oh, one of the other things I, I do know about this uh, is you can tell what gender they are based on the pattern of their horns. Oh. Oh, like, I see. So, the like... Stripes. Well, the, like, the thick, 
stripes, that's a guy. And because like the way Blitz has large patches yeah, yeah. of both black and white. But if you notice for Millie, like hers are I think either solid black or only have like really thin lines on them of white. Okay. And that's how you know that's a chick. And it's how Vivzi in here more than once denotes that there are trans characters in the oh, series. Is because she'll is she'll put a couple of people on here that are um like a guy or who introduced themselves as a guy or a girl but you can tell they're not by, by their, their horns. horns including in the episode where they went to go visit millie's family and you saw striker her sister that you see in the episode has uh guy horns and huh. but is acts like her as they call her her sister and uh, so that's how you know that her sister is trans I never noticed that. Yeah, I didn't notice that either until I was like, I was reading through like Pinterest and like Tumblr and all that stuff about it. And I get like you to really catch a bunch of the connotations of this, you really have to like go looking for some information. And then every time you watch it, like the first time I watched the episodes, I like I watch it, watch it. And then the next time I watch the episodes, I look mostly just at the background, especially yeah. the pictures they put in the background, because so much is in those background pictures. Like we saw Blitz's sister episodes ago for the first time. And like, you don't know that unless you go and you just specifically like stare at all of the little little background stuff and luna is just like people need to quit touching my dad this is over now like we're going home and blitz is just super wasted and they need to clean out their car but luna seems to have made some friends at least i hope she stays friends with queen bee uh, i think it was more of the other people she was waving at at the door oh. rather than queen bee i don't think she likes queen bee i like how queen blitz bee likes little... her yeah i like how blitz has a little statue of a demonic horse I was you kind of expecting her to dump her dad on the couch. Yeah, she did. No, she was kind gentle of. with it. She, that's true. Interestingly enough, like, this is their apartment. You don't see a room for Blitz. I don't think they can afford a room, an apartment with two rooms. So he gives the room to Luna. Aw, Fizz. No, he just says he's just lonely. I call the fuck to sleep, Dad. I'll be there when you decide to die. Look on your face. You okay? <laughs> you alright over there? Just the way the unexpected way he threw up. Just I'm gonna go to <sighs> Yeah, I need to do that. Like, I'm not gonna lie, I know that feeling where you just know you have to throw up to feel better. Yeah. But it's never been like I'm sitting down and immediately Vomit pool. <laughs> I've had enough time to go to the bathroom and throw it up. You usually have to do a lot of suffering for a while first, too. Jeez. But yeah, I, I I think this is a good continuation of the previous episode. It just wasn't the continuation I was expecting it to be. Like I was not expecting it to be like a continuation with like Luna going to this party and everything. But I like the. Like the growth and the dynamic you get to see here between Luna and Blitz. Like it's not the healthiest relationship in the world, but at the end they were both there for each other. Like he dropped everything despite the fact that he had such a terrible night to show up to pick her up from a party when she asked for help. Yeah. And like she was willing to like carry him home and, and check on him and, you know, get him what he needed and then tell him that she's gonna be there for him. And I just I I think they they have such an awkward relationship, but like 
if you were adopted by somebody like a couple of weeks before you turn 18, like that's just going to be awkward. Like it's just awkward. There's, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. But I think the most interesting part for the episode to me is the fact that you see their apartment and you really just kind of realize, I don't think Blitz has a room. And I think maybe that's why he's like kind of protective of his office it's like he doesn't have a room made maybe he's him. got a one bedroom apartment and the bedroom he gave to luna yeah so i think maybe he had the apartment before he adopted luna and just ended up giving her the room for it and he just kind of sleeps on the couch. couch so which is super sweet you know but uh it also makes you feel a little bad for him because yeah. like they seem to not have a bad business like they seem to make a lot of money especially like in the uh episode with Veroska. Like they had, they had a line of clients that were looking for, you know, to hire them and stuff like that. But yet when you see Millie in Moxie's apartment too, in one of the episodes, it's not very good. Like it's kind of a shitty apartment. So it makes you wonder if either they're not making very good money so they can't afford stuff or because imps are the lowest class possible, can they just not get anything better? Enough. Yeah. Because you never really see like on the layer of hell that they're in you don't see a lot of like imp housing and stuff like that, but all of the mansions are obviously allocated to the upper class. To the big guys. Yeah. So either they're poor or it's just because they have, you know, they are the class in hell that they are. So I don't know for sure which one it is or if it's either of them, but that was always something that made me curious. I'm just like, is it, is it because they're broke? Because Blitz doesn't seem to have an issue of like buying a shit ton of weapons or like they don't they go to like he puts appointments he, he charges like that. he charges the weapons to the company credit card that I'm sure stole this place for well maybe <laughs> so, but uh, but you know like I I just I'm I'm curious I'd like to learn more about like their world building process so but I think it's I love this show I love this show so much I've seen it all of it so many times. So, but I really like this, the music in this episode. The music is really good. I was super surprised when I found out Kesha was in it. I'm like, hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> what? Like, that's really cool. And, uh, but yeah. So what did you think of season one of Hell of the Boss? I really liked it. It really, it really drew me in later into the season, mm-hmm. but I really like it. Well, that's good. I think it's definitely. I'm excited for season two. Yeah, I think it's definitely something. I do recommend going back and watching it when we're not talking through all of it. So, because we do talk through so much of it, it is a little easier. I mean, when, like, it won't be that hard. They're like fifteen minutes long. Yeah, yeah. Just go back, push, push play, and it like you could watch all of season one, and it's shorter than like a regular movie. So, oh, yeah. so you just go back and just watch them all. I when I found the series, I binge watched it all in one, one sitting, and I'm just like, oh, this is so good. But uh, I do recommend going back and watching it when we're not talking through it so you can pick up on all the conversation pieces that happen. So, but uh, yeah, I love the series. I, I hope they continue to do it for quite some time. And uh, yeah, that's really, really good. Does wow. Vizzy have like webtoons, like comics, or is it just I don't Anna? think so. I think it's okay. just this. To my okay. knowledge, that's it's only her YouTube channel. And uh, I can say from experience, the, the fan fiction for Hell of a Boss is really good. So, <laughs> I mean, look, if it's a series that I enjoy, I've probably read fan fiction about it. So, read Critical Role fan fiction too. 
about the characters, not the people. Okay. Because that would be weird. I don't really need fan fiction about real people. That's weird. I mean, some people do. I Okay. Something that might mildly interest you and Aaron is um, hockey fan fiction is very popular. And actually, about I the actual her. players. I love the series. I recommend it to literally anyone and everyone. It will not take you long at all to go through the entire series of both season one and season two, of which at the moment there are five episodes out. So um, in the future, if there are more uh, episodes for season one, we will go back and add them to this. And But we will probably wait if they do add it. Um, we might wait until there's like at least two episodes to put into it. Um, then again, we don't know if they'll add two episodes. We don't yeah. know if they'll add any episodes to season one. Um, but if they do, or they might just end up being standalone uh, episodes that we do. Um, but yeah, so you guys can go check out. We have all of season one for Hell of a Boss now out. And you can listen to all of them and while you watch the show. So they're short, sweet, and exceptionally good stories. And if you heard that meow, it was my cat. That was Sammy chiming in with her thoughts. Mm-hmm. She likes your face. Who that little shimmy face? Well, thank you guys so much for joining us for all of season one, and we will catch you next time. Bye bye. Tune in next week for more fuckery because we have some serious questions and concerns. <laughs>